0: you relational leadership ideas to navigate a changing world. And now for your hosts, Christy Geiger and David Phillips. All righty, we're here, it's April, and we're still in COVID-19. And uh, so today we're going to talk about some things the leaders need to do and need to focus on right now. And so. Um, so Uh, Christy has put together some really cool stuff and we're going to talk about that. And uh, so go ahead, Christy, let's start with, uh, let's start with uh, your thoughts.
1: All right, awesome. So I've been on a lot of calls recently just as far as really how do you lead forward in the middle of COVID-19 and with I'm sure everyone is kind of tired of hearing the unprecedented time and even when we look back to the great depression and other seasons of world war ii and whatnot when there's been economic hardship and whatnot um it, we look to history to try to identify and navigate the future well um, however this time and this season is very different we have a health epidemic going on which also Triggers an academic or a economic crisis and challenge. So, as a leader, how do you lead forward? And sometimes we try to just, you know, keep our feet on the ground and keep doing what we were doing. But a lot of times in a season like this, that actually isn't the smartest thing to do, and that it does require us to take a step back and to be more mindful and look at things differently. So, there's kind of five elements that we're going to talk about today. To support leaders in how to navigate this, not specifically telling you what to do, but more states of being and what to focus on. So the first one is really about presence. Or should I give the five?
0: No, let's just start with the, let's just start with, let's just go at them one at at a time. All
1: right, great. So the first one is really about presence and presence is about our personal state in our 2.0 world of leadership. um, A lot of times leaders put on their big boy pants and whatever big girl points, but in pants and 2.0 is more big boy pants, right? And um, a lot of times it was just whatever you felt personally, you just set that aside and you lead forward and we don't acknowledge our thoughts, feelings and whatnot. And you just kind of plow through things. Presence today is really a little bit different, and one thing that I really like is looking at emotional intelligence, and Mm -hmm. leaders today, in order to lead well, really need to be aware of their emotional intelligence, and one quadrant in emotional intelligence is self-awareness and self-management, and self-management is the way that we regulate ourselves, how we adapt to things, how positive or negative we are, and if we ourselves are getting hijacked, we've talked in the past about our frontal lobe and our limbic system, Happening in there. And if we're getting hijacked ourselves, it impairs our ability to lead well. And so, this awareness of our own self management and being present ourselves becomes imperative as a one on one starting place in order to lead well. What do you see, David, as far as do's and don'ts for being present for leaders? What What are some tips or tricks that you can think of that help leaders to be present versus things that they do that? our mistakes in presence and not being present.
0: Yeah. So one of the things that, uh, that I find myself doing is hoping for tomorrow. Um, you know, thinking about what am I going to do when this is all over?
1: Mm-hmm. And,
0: uh, the problem is we don't have a, we don't have an end date to this. Right. So, so, um, one of the things that I find myself, you know, in, in doing that, one of the things that, that I tried to, to bring myself back is just to just to enjoy the moment, to enjoy the moment with my, my six-year-old, to enjoy the moment with my wife, to walk outside and see the sun and, and, and just be in the moment. We spend too much time thinking about the future. We think about the past. I think we need to be in the moment. Um, and to, and to not, um, not let the future scare us and wow, not let the future overwhelm us. Cruising. I can hear you still. There we go. Okay,
1: good. Sorry. We spend too much time. Here. Sorry, I lost
0: you. No, that's okay. Uh, we spend too much time thinking about the future. We think about what's going to happen when all this is over and done with. Where am I going to go eat? Where am I going to go do this, do that? And, and we just, I think we really need to come back to the point of just enjoy the moment. Just be present with your family. And I know that's tough cause I gotta, you know, my six year old has got ADHD and, and it's tough and he's bored all the time. Um, <laughs> but just be present. And, and that's really hard for me because I'm always thinking about new things I'm thinking coming ideas. I want to read, I want to go outside and work, those kinds of things. I think the other thing you can do is just take what is available to you and then work at that, like work at the yard, just get outside and sit and enjoy the sun. Uh, those kinds of things and, and let tomorrow be tomorrow because tomorrow has its own problems.
1: Yeah. Good. Okay. Awesome. So some things to do is to enjoy the moment, get outside, be present with your family. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that's a big deal with everybody at home trying to ignore them and not be attentive to their emotions and what's going on is a really big deal and makes it worse. Versus if you're kind of present yourself and with that intimate um, family that you're in partnership with. Another thing that I keep um, hearing and I think is really critical just for our brain health and our psychology and whatnot is the top three that boil to the top are sleep, water, and fitness. And we know in our minds that the endorphins that are released are cortisones and um, all of those are happy brain chemicals that are released really come from take more time to sleep it's okay if you need that extra half an hour to sleep in do it make sure you're getting to bed your um, room is at a lower temperature so that you can sleep well it's dark whatever so sleeping well is a really big deal drinking more water take whatever you're drinking and add more more water is really important and then that fitness is huge and a lot of times In the middle of a crisis as leaders, we don't really feel like we have time for that, but it's imperative to at least take 30 minutes to get out, go for a walk. Um, If you have a exercise equipment at home to jump on that, pull up a YouTube video, do something at least for 30 minutes because it will help your state of mind. Um, The mindfulness stuff you mentioned too, I really think a lot of the apps are running specials right now. Shine is an app that I really like, 10% Mm -hmm. Happier. There are several of them that really help with meditation. And I know as leaders, sometimes we can really poo poo that as this fluffy Zen stuff. But the reality is, is that if we are centered and grounded, we are able to make better decisions. And again, if we're sitting there watching a lot of this media and we're constantly checking it and we get kind of in a scarcity mode about finances in the future and, economic things, we get in our limbic mode and kind of in that fight or flight mode. And then we lead from our limbic mode, which is not the place to lead for, lead from. But if we can keep ourselves through meditative activities more in our full lobe, we're better able to make decisions and lead forward from a grounded place.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. And, uh, you know, one of the things, just that whole presence thing, especially being with your family. Um, and one of the things that we've been doing is getting out and walking just in the neighborhood, uh, you know, uh, just walk up and down the street a few times, you never know who you might run into. You might actually meet your neighbors too. Um, so it, you know, it, it gives you somebody to talk to, uh, but, uh, yeah, that exercise is important because otherwise, because just staying inside is going to make you depressed.
1: Right. You That's need to get out.
0: right. Just get out and, and move your body on some level. That will trigger all kinds of chemical chemicals in your brain. It will make you happier. It will relieve, you know, not relieve, but it will help with areas of depression and, and frustration. So, yeah, I, I, that, all those three things specifically are, are important.
1: Yeah, awesome. One other thing real quick too from that, I do think it's just noticing as a leader, noticing where you're at, noticing your own emotions, noticing your own thoughts, your own triggers. As I'm coaching with people right now, it's interesting how different things are triggering different people that subconsciously we're not always aware of where we may have a value that we're trying to lead from and our people are really responding from a different value and really taking time, whether it's journaling or just being reflective, helps us to recognize oh wait a minute i didn't communicate that to my people and i've shifted um, and i need to communicate that but really to come back to what am i thinking what am i feeling and again a lot of times we just minimize that and try to plow through it but right now more than ever to keep yourself grounded it's important to have that present
0: yep you agree
1: all right number two is about perspective and perspective begins to move. Presence is kind of more my internal state of being, presence for ourselves, and then teaching those around us to have that presence and that observation. Next, perspective begins to move outside of ourselves. And perspective um, can also pull in the emotional intelligence part of social awareness, that empathy, um, and just what's going on for other people. It pulls into the bigger picture. Um, It pulls into what is going on. Why are people anxious or fearful? Are we in a time of crisis? Are we in a time of shock? What, What is going on around us? And holding that perspective is really important. Otherwise, we can find ourselves disoriented to the season and the time that we're in. Right. What are kind of do's and don'ts that you see for leaders and having a solid perspective versus where leaders kind of get derailed or have perspectives that really aren't useful?
0: Yeah. So um, I get I, I asked this sometimes, uh, when, especially when I'm talking to some folks and they're, they're kind of down and I, and I jokingly, say something like, you know, this could be worse. It could be a kidney stone because that's the most painful thing I've ever had. And, and it, most of the time it makes people laugh. Um, Um, (laughs) but, and, and, and the reality is, is, is things could be, in most cases for most people, things could be worse. Right. And, and so we have to, we have to understand that. Now I know there there are people who are getting economic issues and and struggles just trying to pay the rent and trying to, you know, have food and, and, uh, and those kinds of things. And you've got, you've got family members who are first responders and, and nurses and, and you're scared and worried about, about them. And, and that's very real. Um, but, but for most of us, things could be worse. Um, and so, you know, when I, when I start getting down one of the, especially in the last, you know, three or four weeks, that's one of the things I think of. it could be worse. Um, my mom is in a nursing home. She's got dementia. My dad's 80 years old. He's sitting at home by himself. But I get to talk to him. He gets to talk to her uh, on using, using technology. And so there is that that communication there. Um, and it could be worse. We could be, you know, 30 years ago when we we couldn't do things like this. Uh, we couldn't talk to, to someone, you know, in a nursing home because they've shut it down. Uh, I couldn't let my son see my dad on video and them have a conversation and laugh and joke. You know, it is all about perspective. And so the thing to do is just remember that it, it can't be, it could be worse. Uh, I think the other thing that's really a motivator and, uh, in, in in movement is um, on the, especially on the emotional side is music. I think you've got to create uh, some, some a playlist of something to give you perspective and and i was talking to uh, some guys yesterday and uh and we were talking about the situation i said you know i've been listening to journey all morning uh i've been listening to don't stop believing and i'm thinking about going and putting a sign out in the front yard and and it just says don't stop believing because because we all need perspective we we need some of that music to some positive music to kind of drive us to, to keep our mindset going. Because, I don't know, we just, yeah, I just think that from an emotional standpoint, that is, is so very important, that, that we, we have an understanding that, you know, in reality, there's, there's um, what is it, you know, 15, 20,000 deaths in the U.S., this virus is killing about 2% of the people it infects. You know, it could be worse. It could be 10%. It could be 20%. Um, and, and the infection rate is going down. So you start to look, you have to be, you have to be looking for the positive because there's so much negative. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and then I think, you know, you find a first responder and, and once you give and share and love on someone else um that helps put things in perspective for you that it is it is not so bad i don't have it so bad that here's a first response here's a nurse who goes in every day to the covid unit and she's around it all day and who knows what she could have biologically in her within her that could react to this virus if she gets it um and just be thankful uh I think gratitude is a huge thing that, that we are not thankful enough for what we have. Um, and so I, I don't know, those are some things that I that that I'm trying to use to keep my mind clear, uh, and not go into the dark side because, because if you do, it's just going to get, it could get bad.
1: Yeah. And I think it's harder to, recover or rebound the further you sink the more you have to recover from so if you're allowing yourself to recover every day you're able to kind of get back up and even though things are tough and you come down you get back up versus if you sink 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 that's that's a farther place to come from which is why i think we want to be so careful of people who are subject to depression or things like that you really want to be careful for that because the further you sink you have to come up all that that territory so right
0: yeah and you know one of the things we just do i mean and this probably goes back to to the present thing um is sometimes my wife and i and my son we just get out and ride around and just look at at the at nature and and that kind of also helps give us this perspective of you know what we can get out we don't have to stay stuck in the house even if we just get out and drive around for 30 minutes you know uh things aren't so bad we could be stuck at home completely so.
1: Yeah, kind of that bigger picture. I can mention with the music too, I think it is a fun idea to think about creating a theme or a mantra for yourself. You know, with your song, I Can't Stop Believing or whatever it is that sometimes um, the universe of the world sometimes will create its own theme. Like the theme or the mantra right now is COVID-19. Whatever, right? And so right. that becomes this like <laughs> bah, 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 mm-hmm. that we have in front of us versus what is the theme that you want to have? What is the perspective that you're choosing to share? And as a leader, you're doing that for yourself, you're doing that for your family, you're doing that for your organization. Right. And that if you're helping to influence that theme or that mantra, the team will begin to beat to that as well versus right. if you don't say anything, they're looking at you and remember the classic leadership statement when you say nothing people will fill in the cracks and make up a story for you yes and it's never better so when you're putting positive things out there it helps them to get in beat with your mantra whatever that is the other thing real quick too that I think is in perspective is just the whole prosperity scarcity and I think it dovetails to what you were saying but it's kind of what do I have what can I do that Mm -hmm. I'm focused on the possibilities to serve to share to create to learn and grow And that if I'm really looking at that with eyes of prosperity versus scarcity, it changes where my mindset goes. It changes what I actually see. Um, And it's in neuropsychology, we have our own perception bias, right? right? And so we will see what we're looking for. You will find what you're looking for. So if your eyes are set to prosperity to look for the possibility You will see amazing possibilities if you are set and you have your bias to look for how everything is falling apart, how businesses are closing, how, you know, my business is tanking and this and that. We begin to not only attract that, but we begin to see things in our environment that affirm what we're believing and seeing. And so it's critical that as a leader, not only do we not do that to ourselves and our business. Or our Mm -hmm. team, prosperity around. What is possible? What can I do? Um, And then we see those opportunities. And uh, with that too, like there's so many um, periodicity is an interesting thing. A lot of times we look. It's about seasonality. Mm -hmm. Right now, if your whole team is at home and they're not able to do what they normally do, this might be the season to work on things that you're not able to usually work on. Right. update your website this might be a time for them to dive into training that they never have time for but to kind of back up and go what is possible right. what can I do and that is going to help you to lead forward rather than getting stuck Exactly. Okay, number three is about seeing people. And really, um, these first two, our mindsets and our perspectives are so important because right now, this is really all about people. And when people as a society and a community respond positively, we have amazing resilience and can lead forward. When people um, get afraid and they get in this overall scarcity mode, it is it, really challenging. So the most yeah. important thing we can do is really seeing people and how we are responding to people, how we communicate, our relationship management, how we're influencing them, mentoring them, inspiring them, and helping our teams to work together. What things do you see about for leaders? What things should they do in order to see people better, lead their teams better versus not do?
0: Yeah. So one of the things we do, um, we had it twice this week, actually, uh, late in the afternoon, um, we had a virtual happy hour. Oh. And, um, so our, our boss set up a, a zoom call. Um, we all got our, our beverage of choice, uh, sat around and just chatted, uh, just about life, about what we're doing, about the weekend, about, you know, what was going on at work. And so we spent an hour, uh, and we've done that. We've done that now three times in the last two weeks. Uh, so you know, technology is is enabled this in a, in a grand way. And so leverage it. Uh, mm-hmm. Leverage things like Zoom. Leverage you know, Alt Zoom and WebEx and all these other folks are giving free accounts. Uh, and you know, and there's an ulterior motive ultimately behind it, but they're giving those accounts away so that things like this can do. It can happen. Um, I text friends. You know three or four times a day. Hey, how are you? Just checking on you. Just want to see what's going on. Is there anything I can do for you? Um, Those kinds of things, being able to keep in touch with them, with emails, take anything like that. Um, And then, you know, like I said earlier, just take a walk in the neighborhood and and it's amazing the people that you will see that are out. Um, We've got a a lady who walks, an elderly lady who walks her dog every afternoon. Uh, And so we're out, we're chatting, we're talking with her uh, had another lady, um, down the street, she was walking and, uh, she actually told us she put, um, went around the the neighborhood and put Easter eggs, like a a giant Easter egg on a sheet of paper, put it in everybody's mailbox and said, Hey, um, color this, then put it in one of your windows and let's have a drive by Easter egg hunt. And so everybody, and then a lot of people in the neighborhood have have colored eggs and done things like that. And this, you know, so The other day we got out and drove around just to see who had put eggs up in the, in their windows. And it was amazing how those things happen. And people were putting more than one egg up and and all kinds of things. Just get, use, use what's available, you know, my is a mother of of invention. Take a look at what you have and then try to figure out how you can meet people, love people, care for people, interact with people with what you have and take not, we all have, not all of us, but most of us have cell phones with cameras. We, we have chatting services, use the technology that's available and, and check in on people and build people up and relate with them and mentor them and coach them. Cause it can still be done. I have, I have tele, I have d- visits with my doctor, uh, you know, just over zoom. Um, I have visits with, with, uh, other folks just over zoom or Teladoc or whatever, whatever it is, the technology's there and, and it's, and it's becoming more available in this crisis. And so it's there to use. And so use it because you need to see somebody's face. You need to hear their voice um, just for your own health, but for theirs as well. Um, and I, I see people having virtual book clubs.
1: I see mm. people mm. having
0: um, uh, virtual Bible studies. Um, you know, some, some churches are small enough that they can, they can have uh, 100 people in, in worship on Sunday morning and they get together and they, they just have church on Sunday morning, things like that. All of that's available and uh-huh. it's available, you know, for relatively inexpensive costs. So, um, so, so take, take the time to use the, what's available. And if you don't know what's available, Google is your friend. Uh, so, um, I saw a church, you know, a church is, is doing a drive through service. And what they did is they, they took a, they built a um, a radio transmitter um, for about thirty bucks, and now they they're they're having people drive into their parking lot, turn it to uh, the, an FM station, and they're doing they're broadcasting the service. So people can hear it in their cars. I mean, it's it's relatively inexpensive. Um, so everything's out there. You just have to you got to find it. You got to want to find it. And you got to be willing to work at it. It's just like everything else.
1: Yeah, good. Yeah, I think there is, it kind of leads to the next point about pivoting and innovation too, because it allows you to think of things that you might not have been thinking about before and how to do things in a different way, but still might be a really great idea that we just never thought of. Right. Um, right. With a few more do's, I love that about the virtual happy hour. I do think playing and having fun is really important. I think, sometimes you know this topic of a, about allowing people to work from home has been a controversial topic for some time where people are like well i don't know what people are doing and i'm afraid they're not going to be doing their work and whatnot so i think it's really important to have compassion for people right now right. not be really slave driving and like hey are you on from eight to five and i'm not seeing you check in but really To empower people with some freedom and flexibility to understand that people have these really emotional ebbs and flows where they may be completely fine and then all of a sudden they're not and they're more emotionally challenged and sometimes that shows up for professionals as indecision um, or overwhelm or things like that. So sometimes we are not aware that, oh, I feel emotionally impacted. We just are unable to make a decision or we are just very overwhelmed with what we're doing. If that's happening, step back and check in relationally with that team member and give them some support. Don't just assume everybody needs to, suck it up and power through it. Um, I love your thing about playing. I think uh, companies who help their people to play, to almost have a work recess, um, to get online, you can Google it. Like you mentioned, it's interesting, virtual team games, Mm -hmm. virtual team building. Um, Some people have taken their computers and had everybody take a picture um, or do a tour of their house or a picture of their office setup or whatever it is. There's different things that you can do that, create more personal connection and make it more fun, but having those things are important. I will say that communication has become more important. I yes. think that we, in one, on one hand, there's over communication, which is very overwhelming, and then you just tune things out. <laughs> However, for work teams, uh, if you used to meet once a week, you may need to meet every morning for 15 minutes just to check in. That is not excessive in this season every day tends to be like three days right now. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is like, you know, so by the time if you met once a week, that's like 15 days later, that's really far away.
0: Yeah. So more
1: frequent communication and connection is not unreasonable and is not overkill. Um, yeah. There's also some really good apps for check-in. It's interesting with, AI type things that people tend to actually be more honest about their feelings and their thoughts when they're checking in. Uh, Dave Ramsey and Entree Leadership offers their tool right now for free. I think there's another site I heard about, I don't know it off the top of my head. I can find it, we can put it in the comments um, that are these digital check-ins and every Friday your team submits their status. How is their mood? How is their morale? How is their workload? And so they give themselves either a green, yellow or red light and then they say they're high and they're low for the week. And it allows you as a leader to check in and people are very honest in general with those. So you can kind of see, where's my team going? This is not about holding our breath. And this is just a long snow weekend. Right. We have, most places in the country are on homestay through the end of April. And states have started to extend that even into May. Mm-hmm. And even when this comes off, it seems like it will be kind of slow coming back out. So I believe people should be planning if you have to work from home, be working from home for another um, three, four, five weeks. And right. if you're, you know, these things are still important for people who are in the hospital system, in the grocery store system, communicating with your team is still really important. Yep. Um, so just a couple of things like that, I think are really key as far as staying in contact with your people. And mm-hmm. one other thing real quick is just systems, for tasks. Do not assume that your people know what they're supposed to be doing because it's not like you can just take what you were doing in February and now you're doing that. It's important to recalibrate what is the task that is most important right now. What are we about right now is a great conversation to have with your team. Don't just assume that they're fine. Ask them what they need. Some people were... Other people don't. Some people have never worked well from home and or they've never had the opportunity and they're sitting on their kitchen table trying to figure it out. Check in, ask them what they need, ask them what's working, help them to figure it out. Right. All right, next one, pivot. Um, this one really is just about recognizing, I shut off my auto things. You know, a lot of times in business, we, you know, have preset our blog posts or we preset our Facebook Um, posts and things like that. And I had one that came out and I was like, oh my goodness. And I realized that those really need to be kind of turned off right now because they appear to be very insensitive. Sometimes they're the perfect serendipitous posts, but a lot of times the information right now needs to be thoughtful and needs to be adding value and needs to be supporting our community. So how you pivot as a leader and as a business is really important. What are your thoughts about do's and don'ts on pivoting?
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I think this is where the communication piece has to come in. I think you, there's an awareness, there's a that the presence, uh, being present, uh, not just with yourself but with others, but with what's going on in the country. Uh, so that's going to tie back in to 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 be aware, and be present, and to, and to communicate with your staff. You know, even things that you put in a in a Slack message or a or chat room uh, to be to be mindful of those kinds of things what uh, what's going well what's what's not going well um, to be sensitive about you know what you post and when you post it and those kinds of things you've got there's just an awareness that has to, to be there um, and then checking in with with your folks what what do they need like you said what do they need what's going right is going wrong. How can we make uh, adjustments um, based on the the systems and processes we have um, so that we can make this work? Um, You know, it's, you know, churches are trying all kinds of things. Businesses are trying all kinds of things. Uh, Grocery stores are doing things completely different. Uh, You know, fast food restaurants are now in the delivery business. Um, Uber and and Lyft and DoorDash and those kinds of places are becoming more and more uh, of a necessity uh, for, for, for the economic pieces. And you see those shifts that are going on. You see shifts of, of distilleries starting to make hand sanitizer. You're seeing, uh, the pivots that are going on in the toilet paper industry, no less. When, when they're scaling back on the, the number of skews they're producing so that they can produce enough toilet paper to get back on the shelves because the shelves are so empty. Um, so, so, you've got, and it's, that's, that's hugely important in business is the ability to react to crisis, uh, and to be able to, to shift, pivot and adapt. Um, and it's just going to happen. You know, we are living in a, in a pandemic culture. Um, every couple of years, we've got one of these that come through what it hasn't hit that bad. This one is, is, I think is, is much scarier than some of the others that, that, uh, we've encountered in the last few years, but, but as in business, you've got to be able to have that flexibility, and adaptability, and to be cognizant of it, uh, that this kind of thing could happen and how are, how are we going to plan for the future and plan to react to this instead of being caught with our, uh, being caught with, with no way to, Uh, To make a move. But I I think it's fascinating to see how how business has shifted and how business, you know, take out business and how how all of this has shifted and it's been fun. So
1: I agree. I, I do think that's interesting. And it is great to look at some of those businesses who have adapted quickly like you said, with the toilet paper, the distilleries and hand sanitizer and things like that, because those businesses have pivoted. I think usually, and I think your communication point is huge because when as leaders you're planning to pivot, don't do that quick right turn and your team flies the other direction because they didn't know you were turning. So communication and keeping that team informed with how you're pivoting and actually inviting them to share their thoughts on what do they see as the opportunities, a lot of times will create a lot of innovation and wisdom. And really you're just looking for the gap. You're looking at what is going well, what's not going well, what is the opportunity in front of us. And a lot of things, they'll be where we might have been resistant to technology, we we might have been resistant to something in the past where now we have to do it. So yeah, so pivoting is, is instead of digging your heels in and just preserving your business the way it was, it's getting open and saying huh what could the need be what what does this change and how can I adapt in my work in order to help support that need right okay our last one is about planning and obviously with pivoting that's kind of more of an assessment type mode where we're looking for the opportunities and assessing how we might change or adapt to a changing climate and a changing culture and the ramifications of what is going on. Planning is really about contingency plans. And it's interesting because sometimes I think as leaders, especially detailed leaders are like, well, we don't have all the information we can't plan yet. But even one of our friends is, a uh, uh, fire chief, and she is a great planner, but she said, you know, I make decisions all the time without all the information and I want the information, but if I waited till I had all the information, that it would be too late to make that decision. Thank and you. this is one of those seasons where we do have to make decisions before we're fully comfortable. Cause we don't have all the information, all the stats aren't there and that's tough. So you do the best you can, but the way to do that really is through, scenario planning. And so you take and you go, all right, what would the worst case scenario be? And what would we do then? What would the best case scenario be? And what would we do then? What if it's somewhere in between, what do we do then? And by as leaders sitting down and allowing that strategic planning and looking at what are we focusing on allows your team to adapt and also focus with you. What do you see as some do's and don'ts of planning?
0: Yeah. So uh, I was reading something the other day, uh, from a grocery store chain in Texas, uh, HEB, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and they uh, they were talking about how they had been preparing for this pandemic for a while, just just the way that they had um, had moved. And one of the things that the, they have a a crisis manager full time, a corporate crisis manager who who looks for things like this. And he said that he was reading something from Colin Powell. And he said, um, Powell said that your sweet spot is somewhere between 40 and 70%. If you can get 40% of your knowledge base, um, if that below 40% is too early, between 40 and 70% is a sweet spot. If you, if you, at 70%, you've waited too long. Of knowledge,
1: 40% of
0: information. Get 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 as much information as you can, but when you hit that forty to seventy percent of what you think you need, that's when you can start making a decision. Especially in times of crisis like this, that at seventy percent you've waited too long, mm. um, and that forty percent lower below forty percent you have uh, you, you don't have enough. Um, and so to find that sweet spot where you have the information may not have all of it, but you have enough to make a decision uh, and to think, you know, begin to, to, to plan and, and think through and then do it. Because in a crisis situations, you can't have all the information. If that's the case, you've waited too long.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good. Well, I know we need to wrap up and these are five key points. I'm sure there's more, but as a leader, to me, it's just a good mantra to go through. What do I need to be focused on? Am I present? Right. What's my perspective? Am I seeing people? How am I pivoting? And what am I planning? And yep. help. Any other thoughts for you?
0: No, I think that was all good. There's some good stuff, and um, I look uh, look forward to seeing how people react to this. So
1: yeah, awesome. All right, all the best.
0: All the best to you. Take care. Have a good weekend.
1: Thanks. You too. All
0: Bye. Right, Bye.